1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You, you feel this, this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there.
2: Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Prank <laughs> caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. Boy, oh boy, I really thought we were getting caught up. We went from like 55 calls down to about 40, and I was like, yeah, we're making some progress. I tune in today, we have 66 calls, man. We're going to have to start doubling up on this stuff. Anyways new callers do go directly to the front of the line if you want to participate 608-501-0718 that's 608-501-0718 again new callers go to the front of the line and we do for the first time in a while have a new caller so let's kick it off with new caller let me turn up the volume so you can hear here we go
3: hey ryan first time caller this is Chambo chambo from idaho
2: Huge Packers fan. Love
3: the name Ryan. Name my kid Ryan. Nice. My wife's maiden name. Name is Ryan. Um, Halloween is the best horror movie ever. We can go on for hours, but I'll just leave it at that.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. Pepperoni and
3: pineapple, the best Uh, pizza. And I know you're friends with Goody, so call him up and tell him this. And Chambo said, trade back the first pick to the Chargers, get a second rounder, accept the two... Second rounders from the Jets, that would give us four. Mm-hmm. Then you trade the Chargers pick to the Steelers who have two, Steelers. and that would give us six, six. second-round picks. And then you can parlay third, to two-fourths, two-fifths, four-sevenths, maybe get <laughs> seven or eight second-rounders because I think that's where the strength of this draft is. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think we could maybe take it one step further trade all the way back into the second round and use all that capital on second round picks and then as you said combine all of the picks after the second round to get as many second round picks as you can possibly get and yeah get seven or eight second round picks and i'm with you i think uh I mean, granted that's about as far as i've gotten second third round i'm 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 at uh tomorrow we're gonna have picks 100 through 110 and i'll tell you what i like a lot of these guys at least five of the 10 which is crazy because again we're getting into 110 but like massively um yeah a little, little 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 obsessed with a couple of these guys so still some great talent um I, I, I cringe at the fact that we're kind of in, like, third-round territory because it's just the death round. But, yeah, there's a lot of talent that, um, you know, just take these guys in the second round and we're good. That in, in this area that the Packers could absolutely— I mean, safeties, dude. Some of these safeties are so good. 3rd cor- uh corner—running backs. Mingo at wide receiver. Come on, man. But I do appreciate uh, I do appreciate the sentiment. think it's a good idea. Stockpile second-round picks. Chambo from Idaho thank you so much for calling in let's get to uh, Mike from San Antonio hey
4: Ryan Mike San
2: Antonio yes it is
4: um, a little bit different question for you today
5: perfect wondering what your three worst snack foods of huh. all time are
2: okay I mean for me
5: personally I gotta start out with Fig Newton I do like those what the hell are those I know they're not it's a weird. cookie. It's I don't weird. know what that stuff in the middle is I've never had a fig I've right. had a Fig Newton still haven't had a fig that right. stuff me is not real
2: Number two. It, it is funny because I'm, I'm sure, I, I think we, we've had this conversation before, and somebody I think from like California or Hawaii is like, oh yeah, figs like this kind of thing and whatever. I was like, that's crazy. Um, I was kind of the same way. Like, I thought Fig Newton was just like the name, like who, I don't know, Fig Newton. It's just a Fig Newton. But I thought it was like raspberry jelly or something on the inside. I don't know what it is, but I thought it was pretty good. Um, I've, I've, I, I think I've had one or two recently, and it is a little bit like, I don't know why this is a thing, but... You know, when you're a kid, you eat it. and Whatever you eat when you're young is what you like. You can eat the most hor, Like, I loved the, um, first of all, liver and those little wieners in the cans and stuff. I thought those were so good. My mom used to buy those. She was like poor and stuff. So that's what we ate. I thought they were so good, man. Eggs with ketchup? Come on! Then you get older and you haven't had it for a while. and I tried Braunschweiger when I was an adult. And it's like, this is the worst. I wanted to like it so bad. Because I'm like, dude, if I like liver and stuff so cheap, you make liver sandwiches like you used to have when I was a kid. I thought it was the best thing. I didn't know what it was. I was like, make me the sandwich with the gray stuff. But yeah, it, w- it wasn't until way later in life, probably an age that I don't even want to admit, that I realized, probably when I like, heard about them in the Bible, like figs, I'm like, wait a minute. Fig like Fig Newton fig? Like, what the heck is a fig? That's a thing? Is that just like in the Middle East? Or how does that work? Had no idea.
4: Slim Jims,
5: they're like the particle board of Beaker. Yeah. Like you take all the little yeah. sawdust bits and glue them together and make a particle board. Right. Yeah, that's pretty much it with the Slim Jim. Number one, with a bullet though, worst snack food of all time, cheese balls. <laughs> that's right. Cheese balls. Pointless. <laughs> bad taste redundant and repetitive because you're sitting there eating the entire tub and you're thinking god why am i doing this i would much rather be doing something anything else but i keep keep doing it madness man absolute madness big newtons slim jims and of course cheese balls see you later
2: that was one of the more creative calls i think we've ever had um well done well done. I'll just leave it at that. Um, it's one of those calls, too, where I don't know if it was just like, I've got this really creative thing and I'm going to say it, and the answer that I give is not really... It's kind of irrelevant because he's not really asking, I don't think. It was just like, I got to drop this line. And it was slick, but I also feel uh, like I need to do it. I, I'll, I'll say this. Slim... I agree. I used to love like beef sticks and Slim Jims and all that stuff. That was like the thing. It was like this... If I could get, like, a Slim Jim we go to the gas station, that's awesome. Just give me those meat sticks anywhere we go. And, yeah, as I get older, it's like, these are kind of gross, you know? Just, like, the gas station meat sticks, it's gross. It's not good. And it makes me sad because it's, like, just getting a stick of meat seems dope. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and sometimes it's not bad, but it's definitely not something I could just throw down. Like, I used to be, and, and maybe this is, I could still do it. I forgot, like, Old Wisconsin or something. You know, they got those tiny little nugget sticks. Dude, I could just crush a whole bag of those, no problem. You get, like, a bag of cheese curds with it. Oh, sometimes it's meat, sometimes it's cheese, sometimes it's combo, man. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, sure. And then cheese balls, um, yeah, not, not always, not always super great. I'm trying to think of, like, one snack that's just gross. This is where we go to Google. Uh, animal crackers. Yeah, those are kind of bad, dude. Graham crackers, you're out of your mind. Graham crackers seem stupid, but you ever just like walk through and your kid's got a bag of graham crackers and it's like I'll just eat it, it's just sitting there. They're good. They're good. Twinkies, again, it's one of those things as a kid I loved it. As an adult, not so much. Kit Kat, you're an idiot. Why is this even on here? Cheez-Its are delicious, you're stupid, Fritos are good. Pez. Yeah. That's that's just uh again, as a kid, Pez, I'll crush uh, several canisters, several magazines of pez. But that's uh, just a block of break-your-tooth sugar. Goldfish. I I I dig some goldfish. Mostly my uh, my youngest one will feed me goldfish constantly. I'll act like I don't want it because I kind of don't, but then she'll just, like, slip one in my mouth, and then, then it becomes, like, ravenous. Like, dude, keep feeding me those. Uh, fruit by the foot. Peanuts. What do, you, what do you have against peanuts? Peanuts are delicious. Gushers are fine. Even as an adult, I eat that. M&Ms, you're an idiot. Sour Patch Kids, Slim Jims, there you go. Pop-Tarts are freaking dope. Snickers are good cheetos are solid dude little bite are you out of you you're talking about mini muffins now you're you're offending me right now with this ra- oh actually maybe maybe they're ranking them a little bit higher now these are the better ones tostitos Pring. you know what regular pringles i love pringles but plain pringles that the only kind my son will eat they're kind of trash dude When was the last time you had a plain pringle i'm not talking pizza or sour cream and onion or cheesy cheesy lemon squeezy whatever i'm just talking plain old Pringles, and i'll eat it I, every single time that container's sitting there i'll grab one and i'll eat it like it's kind of gross and then you grab like five more and you keep eating them. And you're like these are not good plain pringles they just taste bad uh ritz are good rice crispy treats are fine snowballs i don't think i've ever had a snowball Oreos are dope, but you got to get some uh, some milk. I mean, I'll eat them, but oh, Reese's Pieces. I haven't had those in a while. Those are good. Chex Mix, Bugles, dude. I haven't had a Bugle in forever. I love. Used to love Bugles. I don't know what flips are and combos. Combos are number one. You out of your mind? They're okay, but you're stupid. Anyway, somewhere in there is an answer. Appreciate your call. All right, just when I was feeling. See, this is the thing. I love doing this show because I could be so lazy. Like, I don't have to open other tabs and look stuff up, usually. I don't have to do anything. I just push play, and I just listen, and I talk, and it's a good time. And then I see Nate, and I click on his calls. And I love Nate, and I love his calls, but I see all the little stars, which means he's swearing, swearing, swearing. It's like, I got work to do now, dude. Why are you making me work, Nate? Y- you should just work on, like, your... Like, pretend there's little kids and your grandmas in the room, you know? Just be like this freaking, you know? Give me a day off. One day off, Nate. Come on. Man. Hey, Ryan. It's Nate. Hey, Nate. Right. How first you doing? of
0: all, I think we can all agree that having QB1 their day one, the very first day that they're allowed to go into the facility, is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love to see that because I have gotten so used to Aaron Rodgers just. I don't know. Sticking mushrooms in his <laughs> hole okay. and, and Jack. I don't know. I don't oh, know what okay. he does. Uh, I don't care yeah. anymore. He's, uh, he's gone in my opinion. Okay. Um, he did me, but I, uh, also wanted to just kind of comment cause I know you've been mentioning this quite a few times is this draft class, man. They're so tiny. They're yeah. so itty bitty little yeah. baby men. <laughs> uh, what, what is up with that? And then on top of that, how can you be that itty bitty little tiny
2: and be slow as. I feel like that is that is a fair point. So, a couple points. Let's let's go back. First of all, I, I we we've seen some of the pictures come out, right? And I don't know how things usually go, but it is so cool to see. There was the one uh, picture of I think it was Jordan Love working out or whatever he was doing, and you got Christian Watson and a pile of guys just going nuts, like just cheering them on, having a good time. It's just fun. Right? Now that still needs to materialize in guys playing football and not being bad at it. But this is what you want. Like this is this is the foundation. This is step one. Um it's not everything, but it's it is everything in terms of if you don't have it, you're in trouble. So it's a great start. And it I tell you what, it's just the team has such a new vibe. Everything about it is weird. And I'm it's not just an Aaron Rodgers thing, it's just we're, I'm so used to it. And it, it. We've been a young team in the past, but there's always been just these vets. You know what I mean? Like Jordy and Rodgers and just guys that, that are like the foundation. And then you got the other young studs kind of around you or whatever. But this is like we're being led by Jordan Love. That's crazy. And then it's like Watson and Dobbs and Deguara and Elton Jenkins and Josh Myers and like Bakhtiari there. But it's just it's like young guys running the ship right now. And it's weird, like even from a draft perspective, like we kind of need some guys ready to play right away because we need, you know, who we we, we don't really have anybody to coach you up there, Chief. <laughs> like, <laughs> we I mean we have coaches, granted, but as far as like players and um, everybody's kind of new to this, so you're, you're trying to cheat on the test, and it's like, dude, what are you looking at me for? I don't freaking know. But it's fun at the same time. Like, it's young guys having a good time, ready to just freaking take over the world. They're not jaded by being in the business, and it's all about my contract and all that. And it's, again, it's not a Rogers thing. It's just a vet thing. It's just as you get older, the rah-rah speeches don't really do it for you anymore. And it's just kind of, it, it's an interesting dynamic that I am not used to. And it's exciting. It's scary. It's, it's we'll see. Um, as far as Aaron Rogers, um, you know, mushroom consumption and, and what orifice... Those may be consumed within. Uh, I don't know the answer to that, uh, so I'll, I'll I'll leave that up for interpretation. To each their own. But yeah, that that's the thing with this wide receiver class. I just everybody scares the living daylights out of me. And you're right. Like Jordan Addison is five eleven one seventy three. It's like okay, but you got four two nine speed, right? It's not like no four four nine. Like you run a four five, bro. Come on. And then it's like yeah, but there's this guy Jalen Hyatt. Dude is fast, fast really nice yeah dude like 4-4 four, four. like <laughs> what 4 isn't fast i mean it is but that's like the speed guy and he's 176 how are there so many guys? like there's usually one guy in the 170s and it's like uh, eh, that's a little too small jordan addison 173 jalen hyatt 176 josh downs 171 tyler scott 177 that's just in the top six or or seven in the top ten, and I talked about this yesterday on uh, the the draft stream that we did. Two guys in the top ten cracked two hundred pounds. Two guys. Uh, this is Dane Brugler's top ten list, but um, Quentin Johnston is two oh eight, and um, who's the other guy? Oh, Cedric Tillman is two thirteen. That's it. And how many guys are faster than four four? Marvin Mims four three eight. Tyler Scott four three seven. So the only like real and it's not even size speed, 183 is still small, but it's like, well, okay, you're 183, but you're 438. You know, it's it's whatever. But Tyler Scott, four three seven, but one seventy seven, that's so small. And then like you said, there's other guys in the 170s that aren't even fast. What am I supposed to do with that? Like, yeah, the Gabby's a refined route runner. <sighs> Dude, there's a lot of guys that can run routes, man. I'm sorry, but Jonathan Mingo can run routes. The guy is six foot two, two 220 pounds, runs a 4.46. That's my dude right there, right? Rasheed Rice can run routes. Yeah, 4.51, but he's 204 pounds. And heck, 4.51 is basically as fast as half of these 170-pound guys. And it's all the top guys. That's why as you go down the list, it's like, I don't know about those guys, but maybe a little bit later. You know, I know a lot of people like A.T. Perry. He's 200 pounds, 4.47. Freaking Tank Dell is 165, runs a 4.49. What am I supposed to do with that? You got Bryce Ford Wheaton and Matt Landers, who are bigger guys running in the four threes, you know? I don't know. I I just, you're right. These guys are, they're scary. But at the same time, you know somebody's going to hit. I don't know who it's going to be, but one of these guys is going to hit, and and, uh, we're going to sound stupid. Like, Jordan Addison's going to hit, and it's going to be like, well, how did you not see that? You didn't watch the tape? Like, I mean, I saw it, but I was scared. It's 173 pounds, and he's not that fast. I'm sorry. Yes, I feel stupid, but I got scared. You know, Jalen Hyatt. Like, you didn't see his freaking 90 touchdown game against Alabama, bro? You didn't see that speed? You actually thought that 4-4 was real? Like, I don't know. It's, it scared me. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I, that's why I'm not in love with this group. But then you get, again, you get a little bit later. And, uh, again, right now, I like Cedric Tillman a lot. Rasheed Rice is solid, but there's some flag stuff. Jonathan Mingo is, is my dude, and we're talking like late third-round pick. six two two twenty four four six. best blocker I've seen, very physical guy, great route runner, great hands, solid speed. Why would I choose a guy that's 176 and runs a 4'4", in the first round at 15, when I can take Jonathan Mingo in the third? Why would I do something like that? I'm just asking.
0: It's the opposite of so many other draft classes where you've got guys like Rashawn Gary and Devontae Wyatt where I'm asking myself, I'm like, How can you be this big and move this fast? Yeah. And now it's like polar opposite where I'm like, How can, can you, you be, be this that small, small that and slow. move this slowly? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't it doesn't make any sense. If you're going to be five nine and a buck fifty soaking wet, <laughs> you better run a four flat forty or you are never going to have a career in the NFL. You might do a couple things here and there, but your career is going to be so short. Can you imagine, like, Nate Dell, Tank Dell or whatever, yeah. coming on a jet sweep and then just getting laid out by Rashawn Gary? Oh, he'd get killed. That,
4: that dude, he's going to blow that dude's chest out his back.
2: It- dude, just imagine Rudy Ford coming from deep. You know what I mean? Like, he's coming from 15 yards out and just lights that guy up. He's dead. That's, it's flatlined. That's it. There's nothing else. nothing else going on there he's
6: gonna die the dude would be
0: dead I I fully fully believe that so I I really wish there was like some kind of scenario where we had enough talent where we could just like trade every single pick from this draft class into next year and just own next year's class because I I, there's so few people that I like I like Jackson Smith and Jigba Mm -hmm. Skaranski and that's Kind of it, honestly, like Mozzie Smith, I know you don't like him, but it maybe in the second round, but there's mm-hmm. there's so few guys that i I put my stamp on this year, and normally, there's at least ten that mm-hmm. I would put it on. Um, so yeah, that's just uh, my morning thoughts. go pack go,
2: yeah, I mean, if you've been listening i've I, I have gotten up to ten, but I just I had to get out of the first round that's that's the bottom line and and part of it is just that um you know th- there's a higher standard for first round, but I, I, I just, I couldn't really fall. I, I like Devin Witherspoon, but it's like he's a corner. I don't know, Skaronsky, but I wish he was a guard. And Johnson can move, but I just, I don't know about Paris Johnson. And, you know, I love B. John Robinson, but he's a running back. I don't really want to do that. I don't like Joey Porter. Lucas Van Ness is okay. Miles Murphy, I don't really like. Quentin Johnson is like, it's just kind of iffy. And then I think I really like Darnell Wright at tackle, but now he's got some flags. Say Flowers I like as a route runner, but he's too small. Kincaid is fine but i just can't 100 percent get there i do love darnell washington but it's like do you take him at 15 i just i wish it was like a lock second round pick and it would be so easy i just or if we trade wait, if we trade back to the like 25th and get darnell like cool like mozzie i didn't like will mcdonald is like the first guy i was kind of head over heels like dang bro this guy's good but he's a small edge rusher um dewan jones freaking love dewan jones right but now we're getting into the second round also again as you'll find out tomorrow as i was reading he's got a bunch of red flags so it's like okay scrolling 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 then you get to felix and uzama uzoma whatever and then uh tommy aduboware i like those guys i think one of them i was like head over heels i can't remember which one though then we got to sam laporta and i'm i'm huge huge sam laporta guy Again, if he was first round, like Kincaid, it'd be like, "Eh." but you're telling me this guy's like a late second, early third-ish kind of, I I don't think he makes it to the third, but who knows? But a dig it, Cody Mock, like dig it. Trying to remember some of the other guys against Cedric Tillman I like so yeah you start you start going back a little bit and you start finding guys but you got to dig and it's it's it, it really is like two every 10 or so and you watch and it's like it's just and you kind of worry like man are we just out of guys like now that we're in the 60s there's just nobody that's good anymore then you get to I think Sidney Brown is like oh dang I like Sidney Brown and then there's nothing 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 and then Rasheed Rice is like oh okay and then Chris Smith like yeah dude big on chris smith but it's starting to thin out but the cool thing is as, as i think i said tomorrow out of the 10 guys five of them i'm freaking all in i've already mentioned mingo like 10 different times but there's some solid players man anyways nate thanks as always for the call man
4: back daddy what up? it's ben from Sockville.
2: going on playo
4: um i heard another caller i believe it was craig but i could be wrong don't okay. quote me on it he brought up a uh, musical yes he didn't think It would gain any legs, but I'm going to give it some legs. And listen, to to preface this, I am not a musical guy. Okay. Not my cup of tea when it comes to movies. I generally avoid them. But I do want to say The Greatest Showman with Hugh Jackman and Zac Efron, which I'm also not a huge Zac Efron fan, Mm -hmm. but I think he plays his part in this movie very well. But The Greatest Showman is a banger of a movie. Okay. Um if you're looking for a musical type movie, I would definitely recommend that one. Um I think the the songs in it are good, the performances are awesome and just the overall theme of it is really cool. So, uh in terms of musicals, not really my genre, yeah. but I would definitely say The Greatest Showman uh is an awesome musical. And then, uh, man, you know, I had one other thing I was gonna I was gonna ask you about, but as it happens so often on the spot, it has slipped yeah. my mind. So if I do remember what it was, I'll call back. But if not, take it easy. Uh, go pack, go, and have a good day.
2: I appreciate it. It's 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 so cool with uh, what we got going on here because there's just so many cool recommendations. Even if I don't watch it. There's a lot of people listening that are probably checking these movies out, and just uh, their lives have become much more enriched. By the way, two minutes later, Ben remembers.
4: Ben Ryan, Ben from Sockville. Hey, I man. literally remembered what I was going to ask you as soon as I hung up the <laughs> phone. Um, I want to know your opinion Uh-oh. on the movie Forrest Gump, because I've okay. heard differing opinions. I think it's a classic. Yes. I think it's a great movie. But my best friend thinks it's a stupid movie. <laughs> Well, even though he has that opinion, he can still quote most of the famous lines from the movie. Right. So even the haters probably actually secretly love it. But I
2: want, And I think that's what makes it a classic. You know what I mean? Like, everybody knows the lines from... Somebody can quote a line and just be like, yeah, you know what that is. Like, there's the big ones, and then there's a little bit more, like, deep-cut type lines or whatever. But everybody knows it. Whether you're talking about shrimp or... Uh, you know, the different kinds of shrimp, or if it's just life is like a box of chocolates, which at this point, somebody says it, it's like, oh, come on, dude, that's so stupid. Because it's so, you know, overdone. Like, that was overdone, what, 20 years ago or something? You, you, you just, it's it's so cliche, nobody even says that anymore, I don't think.
4: I know your opinion, because uh, I'm, I'm interested. You seem to be a man of great taste, so uh, <laughs> let me know what you think about that. Uh, sorry, no uh, no football questions today, that's but... Fine. I mean obviously the draft coming up but kind of a dry time for football right now. I guess I will ask you one football question. Okay. Um you might have answered this before but we'll go for it again. Do you get into any of the uh off brand football nonsense such as like the XFL or the no. USFL? Um I watched a USFL game for the opening weekend I I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a fan, but I tend to get behind the Michigan Panthers because of proximity to Wisconsin, I suppose. Um, so do you watch any of that? Do you have a team that you root for? Um, but anyway, thanks for taking my calls. Go Pat. Go and have a good day.
2: Sounds like you did what I do, what everybody does. And that is they they do a great job of hype, right? They get on social media and it's like, here it comes and here's their their logos and their music and here's the the video and all this stuff and it's like yeah and then they show the 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 different teams and the rivals and it's like I'm going to go with the rattlesnakes cuz it sounds cool and it's like Texas and you're shooting guys and it's crazy and then you get into it enough that you watch the opening game and then you get bored and maybe you finish it or maybe you just turn it off and then you don't watch the second game right and that's backed up by the statistics where it's it's really bad for the XFL and all these where opening weekend is not great or opening week or whatever day they play. But it's just it's astronomically awful after that first game. Like it plummets like twenty five percent of what they had initially, which was already kind of low. Nobody's watching. So uh no, I'm I'm I I, I wish that I liked it. But I don't think it's ever going to be a thing. I think the people that invested in it are completely dumb. I know I'm, people probably hate it when I say this because I understand it's a divisive person. But I, I think Donald Trump was correct in his approach. Everybody kind of credits him with ruining, I think it was the American Football League, because he wanted to like go after the big names and all that stuff. But I think that's the only way that you can do it. If you're going to do it, you have to compete. Because you have to get players. If you could get freaking B. John Robinson, and I'm talking about you get together some freaking billionaires. And by the way, you get to make up the rules on how you get players. So if you wanted to, no salary cap. And maybe you can implement one later, but in the meantime, you've got billionaires who are like, yeah, dude, here's you know $10 million for B. John Robinson. And he's like, I mean, the NFL is dope, but that's a lot of money. Could you imagine... If, like, let's say, obviously the quarterback class isn't super great, but let's say, like, a Trevor Lawrence or Caleb Williams next year or something, he's coming out of college, and obviously he's going to be, or I shouldn't say obviously, but it seems at this point he'll be the number one pick next year. Let's just say that's the case. Could you imagine, though, if there was, like, an XFL or another league and there was an offer on the table for, like, $40 million a year for five years as, a as a as like, a rookie contract, and a guy like Caleb Williams gets stolen away— I have no choice but to watch them, you know. And and again, they probably don't want to invest in that. But do you want to invest millions of dollars and then watch it all burn up in flames in this garbage league that nobody's going to watch? Or do you want to spend like hundreds of millions, or you know, a freaking billion dollar? I don't know how much it's going to cost to invest in all this stuff, but actually have people watch because now you're competing and 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 free agency, by the way right? Odell Beckham. Nobody wants to sign him. And and what would happen if Colin Kaepernick went there, right? Nobody really thinks that he's a good quarterback anymore. He never really was when he was here, but it doesn't matter. He's like, I want $20 million. It's like, well, that's stupid. You're not worth that. But guess what? I'm going to pay 20 because it's going to get eyes. And we still don't have a ton of talent. So he'll probably actually do kind of well, but we get Odell Beckham, right? What about Lamar? Could you imagine like the heat it would put on the NFL where everybody in the NFL is like, dude, I ain't paying you frickin' 50 million fully guaranteed or whatever you want, you're out of your freaking mind. And the bubble fudge New York Bumbleton's offer whatever contract he wants to get Lamar Jackson, and he gets stolen away? That's massive. That is massive news. How stupid is it that you've got guys that aren't even like backups backups in the NFL? The guys that can't make it as fourth stringers go to your league, and you think people are gonna watch it? Nobody's gonna watch that! So stop. Stop doing that. It's dumb. Either compete or get out. As far as Forrest Gump, fantastic movie. I've never heard somebody say it's a... I mean, it is a dumb movie, but some of the best movies are dumb movies. Wedding Crashers is idiotic. The Office is stupid. Everything Jim Carrey's ever done is beyond moronic. I mean, Dumb and Dumber is literally called Dumb and Dumber. That's a classic. Is it stupid? You betcha. Everything Will Ferrell has done. Is idiotic, freaking hilarious though. Blades of Glory, are you freaking kidding me? Kind of an idiot would watch that. Me, that too, because it's hilarious. So, but I, I mean, it, it's really, it's not dumb on that level. It's act, it actually is a very good movie, but it's it's got some dumb parts. It's kind of silly. It's a little bit goofy here and there. Like the storyline's a little bit outrageous sometimes, or just in general, all the stuff that he did. And but I also think that's kind of the brilliance of it in a way. No, I think it's I think it's a great movie, and I I don't understand why. I mean, if you don't like it, you don't like it, but it's a freaking... It it is a classic. I don't think that's really debatable.
6: Hey, Ryan. Hello. I
3: just listened to the latest episode of uh, Packernet After Dark, and I have a suggestion for a spinoff from Packernet After Dark. Uh, This podcast can be called Oh No, Cheeseballing is calling again. (laughs) And uh, you can just make a podcast about you and Cheeseballing arguing about world events that'd be cool what belongs on taco yeah and uh is goody right or wrong right so just a thought there um I'd love to hear him call in and say uh salsa belongs on everything and uh just listen to what your uh what your take would be on that one so there's that and then uh holy cow listening to the podcast uh 45 minutes into it and all you've done is talk to cheeseballing that's uh, pretty impressive. So, uh, just a shout out to all the other callers. Keep bringing it. I'm
2: out. Yeah, he does have a habit of calling like 11 times in a row. So I got to do what I got to do. But um, no, that would be kind of funny if if we expanded that out to other topics. I'm sure. I, I know he's even said I love to argue or whatever. So I'm sure he would love to do that. But he, here's my thought on the cheese balling thing because everybody's kind of complaining about it. I genuinely think he is representing a much larger voice than just himself. And so I like that it's being brought in, just because for everybody that listens and rolls their eyes and says that guy's an idiot and he's wrong, they've got their own superhero to cheer for. And his name is Cheeseballin'. Again, he hasn't swayed me. It doesn't sound like he's swayed too many people that are regular callers. But, um, you know, I like that there's another voice being brought in. Now, again, I would like it to be more a little bit more constructive rather than, like, deconstructive, which is, you know, taking apart the linguistics and the logistics and logical fallacies and everything else about what I said in the past. It's like, well, it's, you know, whatever, whatever. But still, I think it's uh, a good thing overall.
3: I'm not sure if you uh, heard about this the other day, but uh, it was reported that a Spanish female athlete Spent 500 days in a dark cave. Hmm. So all I can say to Aaron Rodgers are three days? Come on, that's rookie numbers. You need to bump that up. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious. That is hilarious.
2: Yeah, I uh, I still want to get some resolution on it because it's, it's, I swear there was a report that the guy who owns the thing said that he was basically out, and depending on when he went in, like the hours he went in, the hours he came out, like maybe 24 hours, maybe 48, somewhere between 24 and 48, he did not make it the whole, but Rodgers came out, he's like, oh yeah, I did it the whole time, no big deal. 500 days though, huh? That seems, um, you know, like I I mentioned when Rodgers did it that I think it would be something that I honestly, I would not be opposed to doing, just as a challenge. I don't expect to really get anything out of it, but it's it's a, a a test of your mental and emotional fortitude. Like, do I have the physical strength to be able to mentally overcome this? Because it is going to be a mental torment. You know, it's sort of like that Navy SEAL training where you're in the cold and it's just mind over matter. Like, don't quit. You know, the fact that the door is open is, is horrible because you can walk out any minute. It's like, don't do it. We're staying here. And you don't know if it's been like, day or well i guess you kind of know from the meals that come in but it would suck it would suck a lot but at the same time it's like dude it's three days of your life you can't do this for three days what's wrong with you but 500 days that seems now we're talking about it as a percentage a large portion of your life that's like a year and a half dude that's more than a (laughs) percent of your entire lifespan when it shows up on the radar in that magnitude it's a little bit excessive in my opinion
5: Hey Ryan, I trying to be done calling it, uh that doesn't happen, obviously. So <laughs> But uh hey, I am sick of hearing about OBJ and the Rams winning a Super Bowl. Can we get something clear? OBJ did not win the Rams a Super Bowl. No. They got OBJ. He had a little production and they won the Super Bowl. They very well could have won the Super Bowl without OBJ. Like this is if we're gonna go so far as the media and everybody does all the time as to say OBJ won the Rams the Super Bowl. Well then guess what? He lost the Giants four Super Bowls. He lost the Browns a Super Bowl, however many years he was there. He has lost all these team Super Bowls, because obviously it's up to OBJ if a team wins the Super Bowl or not. So if it's all up to that, and he was the reason the Rams won a Super Bowl, despite Cooper Cup having a historic NFL season and Matthew Stafford having a very good season. But no, no, it was all OBJ. So guess what? If it's all OBJ, let's look at all the Super Bowls he lost. Man, that dude is trash. I mean, he, he lost the team, all his teams in the past, all these Super Bowls, because... You know, he, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. He's supposed to just show up and you know drag him in the Super Bowl, and that didn't happen. So, I'm just the, the the ends. Do not. That's not what I'm looking
7: for here, but you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not, it's uh. Anyway.
2: Yeah.
5: My brain is not working as usual when I call in, but uh, like you also have to look at all these other players that were traded midseason to teams that were knocking on the door and that did not get them over the hump that it did not work out the way it did this way. And again, we can't even say OBJ's the reason. He didn't do anything spectacular that you say he's the reason. Go
6: back to him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, we've we certainly been over this plenty, and I more than I wish we had been, but uh, I, I don't even know what, what more to add to it. I, I From the other perspective, it's it's a matter of doing something, to make you better than you were to give yourself a better chance to win the Super Bowl which in in the case of the Rams did to some degree help them get there although we don't know whether or not you know they would have won or, or not and, and and you know even the larger point that I would bring up is they got OBJ and still should have lost because they you know I mean everybody that's in the playoffs has a really low chance of winning and and they significantly did because they were not even they were one of the bottom playoff teams but, um, you know I, I again, it's just it's it's not a super worthwhile conversation just because I don't know I mean what 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 is what does it mean what is the what is the overarching story here? We can't say go get somebody because the Packers have done something and, and it hasn't worked out, and people still complain as though they didn't do anything, even though they did. So the only thing I can think to say is you have to get somebody and then win, and then we can attribute it to that somebody. But but again, my, my whole thing is the there, there are 53 guys on a team and a bunch of coaches. There are a lot of circumstances, and I just don't want to expend too much more energy nitpicking, something that would have such a minor impact on the massive scale that is the 53-man roster. I mean, just compared— to the magnitude of Aaron Rodgers, what percentage of a difference does OBJ make in comparison to just Aaron Rodgers? It's a small percentage, right? Aaron Rodgers is the biggest piece of this puzzle. Then add in Devontae. Then add in Aaron Jones and David Bakhtiari and Rashawn Gary and Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander. This is the football team, and we're trying to like nitpick around the edges, like, well, maybe we could have got some guy that's been sitting on his buddy and cheetos smoking pot for like a few months and see if he wants to come back and play football for the first time in like the last 12 months and he's like yeah dude i'll come play football and it's like here's our book our playbook you want to read that like yeah sure i guess i'll peruse it while i fly out to green bay and you know like snacks harrison comes in it's like dude this guy's really good and then he plays and it's like well i guess he is not good and he's not playing very much and he's not very good and well this sucks And that was kind of the point I brought up with some of this other, like, do you think he's actually going to play? Because Snacks Harrison didn't. And it was annoying. Like, why aren't you putting him in there? It's like, well, because he doesn't know what to do. He's brand new. He doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know what he's doing. Well, then this was a waste of time. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was a waste of time. It's a big name guy that we spent money on that didn't really do anything for us. But again, yeah, do what you can if, if you think you can make the team better. But again, that's exactly what Gutekunst does. It's just a difference of opinion. You see somebody and say, you should go get that guy. Gutekunst says, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And it's like, well, then you're not trying to, to help the team. You're not doing everything you can. He is. He just disagrees with you. I mean, that, that's the obvious conclusion. And he might be an idiot. But let's not pretend that he's just not doing enough. No, he's doing absolutely everything he can within his power to help the football team. He just has come to different conclusions than you have, such as we should or should not have gotten OBJ, except that isn't a good example because he also agreed we should go get OBJ, but OBJ wanted to go to LA, right? So anyways, we're running late, but we're probably going to have a long one today just because I want to get caught up in some of these calls. Patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy is where you can support the podcast. Uh, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. It would be great if you could check uh, them out. See if that's something that aligns with your values and if you'd be willing to support them. You can find them at FertileGroundRanch.org. We will take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find... Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
7: Hey, what's up? Uh, just call real quick because I was listening to the podcast. Uh, uh, want to shout out to my sister twelve sixty five because we all apparently like a Packers net family up in here. <laughs> um, I think her and Uncle uh, Bob started a show. Yeah, they just drive around the USA. Right call it Packing Cross the USA, or or Packing It Up, or something something like that. That'd be awesome. Packing Cross America. I I, I have no clue. But something, I think they start a podcast, a YouTube channel, this team up, then that'd be very interesting. Um, That's the first thing. Second thing is, with the football question, or football statement, I should say, I'm kind of pissed that we need, like wide receivers and we might not need them as bad as last year cause you know we got I think we got two pretty good decent ones um but and this has, happens to be a weak wide receiver class yeah. so I wasn't really a big uh JSN um fan but I'm starting to feel the
2: urge of, like maybe we do need to chop draft dr- him yeah that's where I'm at you too know, he keeps
7: him, he's being the
2: number one ultimate. Yeah, I mean, I think if this was like two years ago and we had Devonte, and let's say we, you know it was that old situation, um, if we were talking about this wide receiver class, I'd be like, it's just, it's. I mean, and maybe I still would because it's like, yeah, we can get Devonte some help or whatever. But it it does feel like we we might really need it, and I'm really just worried about some of these guys. And JSN is one of those where it's like I I do have some question marks but he seems to be that dude where there's the least amount of question marks. And even though I have question marks, nobody else seems to have question marks. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's just kind of like, no, he he's legit. His floor is high, I guess is what I would say, and everybody else's floor seems really low. It seems like JSN will come in, run good routes, catch the passes and and do a little bit of magic after the pass. And whether or not he's a superstar, I don't know, but he's not going to suck. it's, it's just sort of the vibe I get. Of course, it's possible that he could suck, but that's just sort of what I'm feeling, and and there, there is a little bit of pressure. like if we just get them, I feel good about the wide receiver room. and that's the biggest plus for jsN, you know, and if we don't, then it's like, ah, I don't know. i'm a, I'm a little bit iffy on where we're gonna be with this situation. So there is some of that pressure to be like, let's just do it. Check that off the list and move on and and get you know a, a safety and some other stuff that we we need to get. but i'm yeah, i'm I'm in the same boat.
7: We can't miss, like he'll at least be a good slot. Right. Because a lot of other people got question marks. I mean, I got right. some people that I like. You know, I like Tillman. I like, yep. uh, I forgot, dang, I can't remember every single person, but I like a couple of people. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's uh, yeah, I can't remember. I'm not going to call back. What
2: I Mingo, say. say it.
7: I don't see what I like. But anyway, there's a couple of receivers that I like, but you, it's like, there's no like surefire, like, this person is going to be. Great, kind of like how uh, last year was, you know. No. Damn, every receiver they got drafted. The first five was all good. You know, Williams was hurt; he didn't play, but he might have been the weakest one that he's supposed to be best. so So uh, it's just kind of interesting, like dang, like dang, this has to do the year. So I'm kind of hoping we uh double or triple dip in this thing, maybe. But if they're not worth it, do I really want to waste three draft picks on them? that position. So I think instead of doing that maybe we should go hard and hit it early, um, in the beginning, twice and then not worry about it. And hit other positions at all, like guard and stuff. And uh, different defensive linemen. But uh yeah, I just wanted to you know just just comment on that. Uh, also got some moving recommendations. I think some you should have got it by now. Um, Dust Till Dawn is
2: like one of my favorite
7: movies. Yes, uh, it's like two movies in one. I don't want to tell you what it's about, but it's awesome. Just watch it. Yep. Don't look it
2: up, and you'll enjoy. All right, go back, go. No, so I I have the disc, Dust Till Dawn, and I saw it, and I saw you wrote top five or top fifty favorite movies or whatever. I do love that movie, and it does fall into that category of being kind of stupid, but it's got so many components that I like. Um You, you got to understand, like we're we're talking maybe some of my formative years. There's a couple scenes in there where it's like, I mean, everything about it is awesome, but then you got like, you know, the dancing thing and whatnot. It's like, dude, this is a good movie. And the music, I love the music. You got some great acting, obviously the director, um, you know, some of the lines in there, obviously because of who the director is are like way over the top, uh, like, you know, wildly inappropriate stuff, but also it just, it gives it, it gives it a very realistic feel, you know, which is what I always liked about that. Because it's like, this is how people talk or how people think or whatever. And nobody really wants to talk about it or put it in their movies. But it's like, they put it in or whatever. Um, so, and it might be a little bit over the top, but it's still, it just has such a real feel, but also being completely fake. And then it's like, vampires, not so stupid. Oh, it, it It is, it is, it is a, it's one of those things that was, it was like on HBO all the time. And every time it was on, I had to watch it. Dust Till Dawn is such a stupid movie. But it is a great movie. And just look at look at who's in the... Uh, Salma Hayek, by the way. I didn't know that's who that was. But Harvey Keitel, George Clooney, Juliette Lewis, Quentin Tarantino, Salma Hayek, Cheech Marin, Cheech Marin, Marin, Danny Trejo. Like, what a freaking cast that is. And then just, like, the way that um, George Clooney and Quentin Tarantino are, especially George Clooney. He's such a just... Again, it's weird because it's such a stupid movie, but at the same time, you think about some of the most hardcore characters in any movie, Seth Gecko, has got to be up there. So I, I didn't watch it because I've already seen it, but just talking about it now, it's like, I got to pop that in, man. I just need to... I mean, it's Quentin Tarantino, so like, it's got a Pulp Fiction vibe, but it, in a way, it's like even a little bit better, but it's also ridiculous. <sighs> yeah, I, I'm guessing most people have seen it, but if you haven't seen it, fantastic movie. I guess if I could summarize it, it is the visual manifestations of every 15-year-old boy's wildest imaginations. Maybe 18-year-old because there's a lot of drinking at the bar and whatnot, but you get the idea. Maybe you want to drink at 15. I don't know what you were about when you were 15 years old. That's none of my business. All I'm saying is make sure your kids aren't in the room if you want to watch the movie. And maybe do a once-through before you invite your wife in to to watch it with you because she'll look at you like, why are you watching this filth? And you're going to say, because Pac Daddy said to do it. I didn't know it was garbage. And then you're going to get in trouble, and then you're going to blame me, and then your wife's going to hate me. And that's a whole thing that I don't need. Quentin Tarantino, okay? You should know better. But anyways, yeah, I also agree with your takes on wide receiver. I'm I'm in the exact same boat. I'm I'm not blown away. I, I like a lot of the receivers. I really like a lot of them. But I don't really love any of them. But th- yeah, there there is a feeling of like, well, we got to do something. You almost want to get JSN and then get another uh, wide receiver or two, possibly like in the later rounds, just to kind of fill out the rod. Then then you feel perfect. But then it's like, well, we also need edge and we need safety and we need some offensive line, maybe, and certainly could use tight end help. So I I don't know, man. But yeah, I think I think we're simpatico on that one. Hey, what's
7: going on? It's Omar. game? again. I remember the name of the wide receiver. I remember what order I like, but it was, uh, this is again that first round talent. But uh, people who might could turn into like number ones, solid number twos,
2: if if you know they they reach their ceiling. Yep. Is uh, so like I said Cedric Tillman was one. Yep.
7: Michael Wilson, from Stanford. Haven't was seen one, him yet. And uh, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati was one. Um. And. That's basically my three. So I would ask you, your top three that you wish... Well, I always say wish the Packers draft, but then If they don't draft, draft, somebody else and you might look bad. So why don't you just tell me your top three favorite wide receivers and why they are your favorite. <sighs> just give me a little something alright you should All right, y'all. Go back, up.
2: I mean... I'm I'm sticking with Mingo. I really like the guy, especially since we're talking value. I mean, if we're just talking straight up, again, it's so hard. Like I, I really don't know if I would take Hyatt over Mingo. As stupid as that sounds, I get it. But he doesn't have the red flags. He's big and all all that stuff. But Mingo for sure. If we're just talking um, the value and everything else, um, I do like Tillman. It. it Maybe, again, talking value and everything else, it would be like Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Mingo, and Tillman. Something like that. Those three would be, um, I don't know about necessarily backflips, although, again, Mingo would be a big one depending on when we get them. But um, those are probably the three that I would be the most excited about if we ended up getting someone. I... There's not a the, the, I guess the other good thing is there's not a ton of guys that I would look at and be like, "Oh, dude, seriously?" Like uh, I'm trying to think who I really just don't like at all. Like the first one um I mean, I know I don't like Tank Dell. There were a couple others. I don't think I like Marvin Mims very much. I can't remember Tyler Scott or Josh Downs. I don't think I like Josh Downs. Maybe I did. I I can't remember. That's the other thing. I need to go back and re-remember cuz some of these guys I was jacked up about. I don't even remember who i liked but um that i'll i'll stick with those three Uh, again also factoring in value we got jackson smith and jigba who would be 15 then you got cedric tillman who's kind of a second round guy and then mingo is probably a third round guy for the guys i've seen and not very many maybe maybe 10 15 ish somewhere in that range probably 10 ish receivers maybe i don't know that's where i'm at so far
6: hey ryan uh,
1: this is aaron hey Uh, sounds like you need callers so I figured I'd give you a call with kind of a take I guess Um, so I think that one of the worst things that has happened to sports in general is Madden Um, hear me out it's not that it's not a fun game it's not the bat, but it takes away the person aspect to the eyes of the fan in a lot of cases Um, and it's not just Madden The thing is, is that when it comes down to all these pro athletes and all the deals that happen and everything that goes on around the league, they're people. It's that simple, but people forget that and ignore that. And they think that because they're making millions that they should be somehow perfect all the time or not have a personality or their life shouldn't affect the league. And that's where you get fans that decide that they think it's a good idea to boo Andrew Luck for retiring when the organization who was paying him millions was doing nothing to protect him. When he was just taking into account the better life that he needed to live. And it's exactly why Devontae chose to go to his childhood favorite team and play with his best friend Derek Carr rather than staying with the Packers even though it what, even though he was made more money here people don't realize that it's not all about the money it's about the personal aspect if you're not happy in life you're not gonna there's no amount of money that's gonna yeah. take that lack of happiness away and that's what kind of all this angry fandom that we get I don't understand it I used to be actually I kind of do understand I used to be the angry fan I used to get mad when the Packers I mean, even on a play-to-play basis, didn't do something where I'm just like, man, if you you're a pro, you should have obviously made this cut instead of that cut. It's just yeah. like they're human,
2: right? And
1: people forget that. And I think it's that. Ever since I realized that this was probably going to get cut off, and I'll call again. Um, but ever since I've realized that, I've enjoyed the game a lot more. Because you, instead of seeing robots going out there and playing, robots going out there and making the deals and the contracts and everything, you see a team, you see a family that are essentially coming to work together and like this living thing that is putting on this game and doing the best they can and doing everything that they can. You have these guys that spend their entire lives working very, very hard to get to this position, but here they're still human. And. That, for me, is that it just blows my mind how people can forget that, ignore that, and demand perfection
2: Yeah, he, he did call back, but just my thought, it it, it kind of gets back to what I've talked about before in terms of how important consistency is. Like, across the board, you, I talk about it in terms of players, but it's it works for coaches and GMs, too, because, you know, the the old adage to air is human. Well, to to be perfect is to be inhuman. So the question is, to what degree can you be inhuman? Devonte Adams was dominant because he was dominant more often than he just made silly, stupid human mistakes. Like you said, little stuff like cutting the wrong grade, and you look at him like you freaking idiot. What are you doing? It's like, dude, I have a podcast. I can't even say words right. Like I, I every other word is I'm saying stupid crap and. I mean, you know, not to pick on you guys, but you guys call in and you forget what words, you forget your questions, and I, this is human stuff. We're all idiots. Same with like GMs. We think we uh, we almost in a way as much as we have people that, for example, hate Gudikuns or whatever. It, it's it's partly because there's so much respect for the position because we assume these are superhuman robots that understand things implicitly and perfectly and if you're messing stuff up then you, you suck and need to be replaced but it's like you know and you kind of learn that through life too as as you go through things I mean there are some people who are just phenomenal at, at different tasks or whatever but they still you know even at the people at the top of the you know when you find out your doctor after he talks to you goes back to his office and starts googling <laughs> or web MDing the symptoms you know it's it's I mean that's we we assume too much. We always assume like doctors know everything. They don't freaking know everything. They they, they do have a lot of experience, so they, they you know they've seen a lot of things before, and so they can, same with lawyers. You know, if the lawyer's been doing stuff for a long time, he probably knows how things work, right? Like oh yeah, in this case, you do this, that, or the other thing. Like when I talk to my buddy Blaine, it, it's it's kind of impressive sometimes how much he can just kind of pull stuff out of the top of his head just because this is what he does all day every day like oh yeah actually the statute on that's kind of interesting it says this but it also says like oh okay that's crazy but at the same time his job is to just kind of look stuff up i don't know he just knows where to look and so you ask him a question he goes "Eh, that's crazy i don't know and then he looks it up and he you know he just reads what the law says and there you go he's not a superhuman guy that just knows everything and is a law expert again with experience these things get better but the whole point is we're all just a bunch of dummies. And you're right. Madden is stupid because if you got a guy with a 90 grade, every single play, he goes out there and it's a 90 grade. Now, sometimes he might drop it, but it's all consistent with his 90. But yeah, again, that's where the consistency thing comes in. How inhuman can you be in terms of like, this guy just does not make mistakes.
1: That perfection every single time. And uh, yeah. And it's just, when you look at the game from a human perspective, it makes so much more enjoyment and it also makes the losses kinda more real, but you realize that they don't mean anything in the grander scheme of life. Yeah. Whether we have two Super Bowls over the past however many years or no Super Bowls or you get a Super Bowl every year like Tom Brady did. Um But you start to see it as more of an enjoyable event and a thing that you can actually get into. And there's more excitement in it in a way rather than always demanding, like, my team's going to win, blah, 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 talking trash with your friends who are other team supporters. You start to see these people as a functioning unit and how the little failures... Create bigger failures that cause a game, but that doesn't matter because at any given time, anyone can have anybody can drop the ball. And so many Packers fans essentially look at Aaron Rodgers as this like God, this deity that cannot make mistakes.
3: Yeah.
1: And that's where it's like, that's why I'm so excited to move on to Jordan Love is because it's just. It gives chance for something else to grow where there hasn't been life for so long in yeah. Green Bay Packers locker room. That's a
4: good way to put it. So if,
1: if we can start to grow and put more into it and get, something else, get some more life into it, that's going to make so much more of a brilliant team rather than where you have Aaron Rodgers who everyone – like a massive part of the fan base treats like a god who cannot make a mistake, where he can clearly throw an interception, trying to throw in a David Bakhtiari, throwing it straight into the defender's helmet and causing and throwing an interception directly to the defender. Whereas that's clearly on Aaron Rodgers, but it's obvious. But to the people who see this Aaron Rodgers and number twelve as a god, that's someone else's mistake. We need to get rid of that mentality where it's just we have Aaron Rodgers cannot make mistakes, and that's the thing is that it's just once you realize that anybody and everybody within the team, within the league, there's not a robot that plays, other than the uh, thing the Packers bought last year the offseason the whatever it's called the Jugs machine, um, but he's not playing in the game and that's i guess the point is that realize that there are people that are playing and you're the game
2: yeah we got one more um uh I, I, again just to add to that it, it also i don't mean to keep like ragging on rogers or whatever but it also just made me think of i think players can forget that too like this is obviously mainly focused on us because we see them a lot of times as robots and you know, if, if freaking Matt LaFleur would just do this or that, but he's an idiot, or if Rodgers would do this or whatever. But it also falls on the players sometimes, because I think sometimes guys like Rodgers or, or maybe some of the others kind of rest on their laurels and just see themselves as, I'm great because I am, rather than you're great because you do, right? I mean, there is an I am element to it, but you also got to understand, like, you've put in a lot of work and you've done all these things and that's a part of all this stuff, and you can't just fall asleep and show up and be great. And I can't help but feel like there was a little aspect of that in 2022, and probably not just for Rogers. We saw a lot of people fall off, as far as their grades and whatnot. Um, but yeah, you 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 cannot just fall asleep and feel like I, I you know I'm great because I am. You got to put in the work, dude, because you're freaking human. And if you're not going forward, you're going backwards. And that's that that to me is obviously true i mean unless you're like a a 20 20 year old kid coming into the nfl you haven't peaked as a specimen yet but you know for most of these guys you're you're going backwards man you're getting older you're falling apart you're getting a little bit slower so i mean you got to combat that at the very least just to break even much less continue to grow you're freaking 40 years old and hanging out in the offseason in hawaii just doing drugs and chasing women around i mean that sounds like a great time but you're going backwards (laughs) i don't care what your name is
1: sorry right I didn't mean to have three calls but good, I'm man. having three calls which is great so from a personal perspective it makes the game so much better it makes it so much more enjoyable anyways that's my main point of Madden being the worst thing is that Madden has in Madden pretty much everyone was out like their best case scenario they, every draft pick works out everybody is great and everyone works out to their best like their peak ability right when in reality that rarely happens yeah oh to an extended period of time at all. You might have like a game or two where you play just out of your mind, but that's not gonna maintain for most players. Whereas uh, people who play Madden kind of get this expectation of this is how it is, I find this player, they're always gonna be their best when it's it's far from the truth. Um, But And that's where my whole point of people taking it away from the human perspective of the game is that if you start to look at these players as robots or as video game characters, every, it's, you can—if you look at it that way—you can always expect perfection, but you're always going to be let down. And I'm sorry to tell you that doesn't work. Anyways, um, sorry for taking up three calls because um, I know you got a lot of them right now. <sighs> I'm going to go back to eating my sandwich now. Yes. Bye. <laughs>
2: Well, I mean, this is a a pro-food podcast. The only complaint I would have is you need to elaborate. I mean, not that we necessarily... I mean, no offense. It's probably a banger of a sandwich. I'm just saying, you know, it probably wasn't the most exciting thing. But still, let us know, man. We talking ham and cheese, peanut butter and jelly? What are we doing? Is it a hot sandwich? You know? Sometimes you take a cold sandwich, just make it a hot sandwich, you know? Ham and cheese, pop it in the microwave? Might as well be a meatball sub, bro. I like a good microwaved ham and cheese sandwich. That's money. Get a little melty American on there. <laughs> uh, if any of you didn't think I was white for some reason, you are so off. Don't knock it until you try it. No, I, I and I, listen, I haven't played Madden in a very, very long time, like way back in the day. And I also, I think that you're right. Madden has kind of ruined some perspectives, and I also think fantasy football is a disaster um, for a lot of people. It, the for, for different reasons, I think Madden people and I, I could be wrong about this, but now that you mention it it does make sense. You know, I mean, it's like what well, you, you freaking idiot. I've I've uh, turned around seven franchises since last Friday. Like this is simple. Like I've seen the YouTube videos of guys doing this. Like, how do we turn this franchise around Green Bay Packers edition? And then they'll like cut these guys and trade for these guys and sign these guys and draft these guys and like bing, bang, boom. Look at this this rosters freaking dope would be interesting to know how many of the people that are kind of of that mindset are Madden people. Maybe none of them. I don't know, but it would be interesting. Fantasy football, I know, has ruined a lot of people, but it always surprises me. And it's probably the same with Madden where I, I don't realize that's where you're coming from. But there's so many perspectives about people that are so weird, whether it's positive or negative. I'm like, I don't know where that... Why do you think... Like Cam Newton was always the big one for me. Cam Newton was, aside from the one year... Did he win MVP? I don't know. He was very good for like one year. But aside from that, he was always like good, not great. He was okay. And it's like, dude, Cam is the best. He's the goat. He should be MVP. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I realized the guy was like one of the best fantasy football quarterbacks. So for people that play fantasy football, you look at how many points he gets for, you know, rushing touchdowns and everything else. It's like, oh yeah, he's like one of the best. He's like top three or whatever in points, this, that, or this. But it's like, yeah, but that's... (laughs) That's not uh there's not a direct correlation there. You got a bad quarterback that, you know, scores a touchdown on a QB keeper. I mean, cool, but it doesn't really mean that he's throwing the ball well down the field. So yeah, I I forget there's like these different communities of people that view things from a different standpoint um and probably not the best standpoint, you know. Uh fantasy football and Madden like, unplug from the video games and reassess. Hey,
7: what's going on? It's my Omar. Again. I'm calling back this time with some uh, movie stuff or info. Uh, one, because uh, as I said before, I'm a pretty, pretty big movie guy. Yep. Uh, I have uh, what they call Regals Unlimited, a Regal Movie Theater. So I go to the movie every day for like $20 a month. Okay. So... Uh, I, I do that I probably I don't go that much but I probably go maybe five or 6 times a month nice. and I'll have to pay. Just basically go twice and it pays for it itself um, AMC also has something like that I forgot what it's called but I think there's kind of limited you can see 3 movies a week which is still not bad that's a lot uh, of movies, yeah. movies but uh, just so I throw, throw out there movie people who like you know enjoy that better than like you know going to Netflix or whatever, stuff like that. Even though you do in the comfort of your home. Also the movies are never full and I really enjoy like the big screen like I have a hundred and twenty inch screen in my house and I still love going to the movie theater. Um so it's like I, I don't m- you say a
2: hundred and twenty inch screen. Jeez. I've got a big old T V in my house and it is half the size. I'm guessing you're talking about a projector, but that's still crazy.
7: To die. so they came out with this for like people who like, like subscriptions and stuff. So I definitely would recommend it. Even if you don't like crowds, I hardly ever go. I go with movies like Premiere, and it's still not full like it used to be back yeah. in the day. Yeah, yeah, right. So I'd probably be like 75% most, most I've ever seen. So uh, I definitely recommend that. Also, um, since you probably don't go to the movies that often. I did recommend everybody just to watch the trailer of a movie called Joyride. It's a brand new movie. It's about an Asian Asian, uh, lady. I won't get too much away, but she's trying to find her uh, family. But it's basically like a hangover version type movie. And I don't know if the movie's good, but the trailer to me was hilarious. So I hate sometimes you watch a movie and the trailer basically tells the whole movie and reveals everything and then you like dang I want to show the best parts yeah. of the movie I don't know if that's what it did but I promise every single person y'all will laugh if you like those kind of raunchy comedies which I think you probably would and most people would just something funny something that you don't see everyday and that's called a Ride. to ride I, I, it's all girls too and I would probably never see this film But the trailer is making me want to see, like, I want to go see the support, because the trailer was that funny. So I just also want to know if you thought it
2: was funny or stuff. All right, go back go. Yeah, so I I, I wish I could remember some examples, but I I do recall there were some times when, and this is back in the day, when, like, trailers were a big deal. Like, new movies would come out, and there'd be a trailer, like, oh, dang, we got to see that. And, yeah, like you said with the movie theater, it used to be, like, a big deal, man. When you went to the movies... It was like an event. Because, again, there weren't a lot of options. You had regular television, which, I mean, dude, you, if if a movie was on TV, that movie was from five years ago. Like, it just hit TV, right? So, like, it hits the theaters, and then it's in the theaters for, like, a year. And then you get, like, the new releases at, at Blockbuster. Maybe it's not a full year, but it's like the new releases are like it just hit blockbuster so you can go rent it like oh dang man i remember that movie oh that's crazy and then you can go rent it or whatever and i think the new releases might even been more money or something and then yeah by the time it hits your t so so like if you wanted to go watch this thing and it just came out like that's crazy and you could just i don't know but you, you you go to the movie theater and it would be packed. Like, I, you know that feeling when you get there a little bit late, and by late I mean not 20 minutes early, and you walk in with your popcorn and your big old soda, and you look, and that is just mobbed. And you're like, dude, there's no seats. We're going to have to stand or something. And then you're looking, and you're looking, and I, I guess we'll go take, like, the second row, which sucks. Or, like, we can. I think there's a spot way up there where we can maybe squeeze in. I think there's three seats right there. We'll just, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable because it's a little bit of a gap, but whatever, we'll just do it. It was always full. It was a big freaking deal. Again, I kind of think that's why movies maybe aren't as good anymore, because there's just not as much... There's too much supply. I'm not going to say the demand is lower, but there's just... There's so much out there. Like, Netflix now has their own movies and all these... And nobody wants to go to the movie theater, so it's not just this big... Although, they they still make a lot of money when they come out, so I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I kind of like it, even though it's sad that it's not like this big event, and like it's this big, exciting thing, like when we were kids, but um yeah i mean it's uh it's nice to be able to go in there and there's like two people and so you sit wherever you want it's like okay yes yeah, this, this works i don't mind this at all all right let's uh let's do one more we'll sneak one more in. hey
6: here. ryan this is dakota that nerd in tennessee what up mine i am calling um i don't remember who mentioned it but somebody said that they're going to try to see if it. If we can start a conversation about musicals, or musicals,
2: I am stunned how much traction the musical thing has gotten. I, I really did not expect this. Musical
6: movies, or yeah. I don't remember exactly what it said, but essentially musicals. Man, I got some. I got some musicals to throw right. at you. I mean, right. one of the most famous and classic ones is *Fiddler on the Roof*. That was my favorite one for the longest time because sure. I actually met. Um, Fiddler. What was his name? Topol is his name. He, mm-hmm. I can't remember his last name. But uh, he was the uh, the main character of it. Um, and I got to see the last uh, actual play um, at the Orpheum in Memphis, or, or rather, it was the last tour that he was doing. Um, and dude, this man was—he's a huge dude, and he's like sixty something, almost seventy something years old. And he was hopping around and dancing. I, it's, it was awesome. That was ridiculous. Um, of course, it's really, really long. It's two parts, and it is also kind of sad and funny, but sad. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that to you all. Um, then we've got another one, uh, Lynn manuel Miranda. So he is a Hispanic, you know, playwright, artist, singer, songwriter, uh, very, very vocally uh, artistic dude And uh, He's the one I believe He had a huge part If not the part In making Hamilton uh, If anybody does know That's one of the most famous um, Newly made What is it uh, Musicals uh, But my favorite of his Is is In the Heights I actually went My fiance and I Before she was my fiance Went to the Hadaloo Theater And we watched In the Heights And um, And <laughs> Yeah, man, we fell in love with it then, and we found out they made a movie of it, and some of the same folks that acted in Hamilton, the play, acted in this movie, In the Heights. And, uh, yeah, it's just, they're really good. So those are my suggestions if you're willing to try one. Uh, figure on the Roof, it's kind of a classic, though, uh, watch out, it's very long, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. In the Heights, and Hamilton. I,
2: y'all, peace out. So I think, I'm trying to remember... I feel like I've seen Fiddler on the Roof, like one of those things where we actually went to go see the play. I I don't I don't remember though. Um, and it may have just been like went to go see my cousin's high school play or something like that, but I, I but it might have been like the professional thing. I don't know. I've been to a bunch of those. And again, they're usually pretty cool. I mean, the 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 atmosphere is cool. Being in the theater and you know you're dressed up nice and it's I don't know, it's it's kind of a it's a cool environment. I don't know. I don't know, I guess I gotta try it, but I don't know if I would enjoy it as much just sitting, you know, watching it on TV. Again, like as a kid, like kids' stuff always have singing and whatnot. It's funny, my my oldest daughter, I remember when she was uh, younger, she would get annoyed by that stuff. The singing and like Dora always asking questions. Where is the red balloon? Do you see it? Dude, shut up and let's just do the show. Come on.